Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Kim, I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today we're going to be talking about snout tail assessment with Tom Soames, the pet safety guy. We had Tom on the show back in April and we talked all about first aid for pets and you know, Tom is also the first aid pet guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why he's a pet safety guy and it's, it's, this is going to be fun. Tom is really, really good at this and we're looking forward to today's show. Jeannie and I wanted to apologize for us not being here yesterday. I was being tortured by my dentist, <laughs> had a tooth pulled and so we apologize. And also, we just want to let everybody know that the focus of our show, and we're doing this for the sake of those people um, who might have different spiritual beliefs than us. We do respect that, but we want you guys to know that we are a Christian Bible-based faith, and this is where we focus our show. And so we want you guys to know that there will be certain topics that we won't um, engage in, and we just hope that you will respect that the way we respect you. And uh, continue to listen and enjoy the show. So um, we had to get that out, right, Jeannie? Yes, we had that planned. (laughs) (laughs) And pressed upon our hearts. And um, so here we are. We're speaking with Tom Soames, the pet safety guy. For reference, go to his website at www.pettech.net. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about the Marion Pettizen Rally. And that's at www.doggydoggyareyouok.com. Tom, welcome back. It's wonderful to have you with us and talking about such an important topic, uh, snout-to-tail assessment, and also just everything that you do in teaching. Uh, you teach pet sitters and others, uh, lay people, uh, everyday pet owners, how to um, have a safe and healthy and good time with their pets, don't you? Yeah, uh, thank you for having, having me back. I'm so happy to be on your show again. And, and I did want to give a shout-out. I don't know if I sent you an email on it, but last time we were on your show, uh, we got our, our, an order from the furthest away we've ever gotten an order for our book. Oh, wow. We got an order from Japan. Wonderful. Isn't that cool? That's, that's the yes. power of the wide web, as they say. Yes, so, it is. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that's what we do. We teach first aid and care for dogs and cats. Our program is considered to be the premier pet first aid and care training, and, and we're, our program's perfect for the for the lay pet owner or pettison as we call them also, all the way up to we have canine officers that actually protect the Social Security Administration building in D.C. and pet therapy and service organizations all across. So it's, it's a great program for people to take. And the thing is, is when we started that out, you know, we, we knew that people wanted to learn how to take care of their pets, like, you know, bleeding management and those mm-hmm. kind of things there. But as we start teaching pet owners, we found that people were learning how to take care of their pet one vet visit at a time. So wow. they would go, yeah, they'd go and they'd have an ear problem, and then you know they'd have an idea of how to take care of that ear. And two months later, they're back in there with a coat problem or wow. you know 
you know, something else instead of mm-hmm. taking care of it kind of piecemeal. And that's where this whole snout-to-tail assessment kind of came from because we want to know how our pets are doing uh, from snout-to-tail. But our, our training, although we started out teaching people how to be reactive in a medical emergency, we found that people really want to know how to be proactive in mm-hmm. their pet's health. And the, you know what? That like, is so important, Tom. Um, we spoke with a, a woman recently who wrote a pet emergency book simply because right. they were RVers and traveling and they didn't know where, I mean, from city to city, they didn't know where they could find an emergency vet clinic. So they put together a nice resource, and I thought, wow, together you two could really help pet owners um, be very, very proactive in being prepared because I really don't think that anyone thinks anything's going to happen to their pet, ever. It's a real head in the sand mentality. We just think it won't happen, right. and and accidents happen. And and you know, it's I, I talk about this a lot. But you know, when you become a pet tech instructor, we do have that as a business opportunity. Someone can teach this and and for you know for fun and profit. And mm-hmm. one of the things I always wish is that you know I, I can't I just tell them I can't wait till you get that first email or a card where they use the skills and they save the pet's life because you mm-hmm. just you know for lack of a better term, you like walk on a cloud for six months. <laughs> you honestly think that that's made probably, an impact. Don't you yeah. think that's how doctors and vets and everybody, anybody, anyone, including Jeannie and I who work in, you know, work with as, as a health practitioner for pets or for people, that is really what motivates you to continue. At least it is for me. And I'm sh- I know hearing your passion, Tom, mm-hmm. that it certainly is for you. Because you started out in human health, didn't you? Yeah, we set it out in human health. But to go back to what you're saying there, I, you guys are so different than the standard vet out there. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's an awesome thing because you guys empower the pet owner. That's and that was the, the whole idea. purpose of starting yeah. this, exactly, because I didn't want, I didn't like being without power over you know the situation for my own pet or having you know not the ability or the knowledge to do these things for myself and and really that's why Jeannie and I love your program first of all you do focus on prevention and second of all you you do focus on a much more natural approach to um, caring for pets and then you take it one step further and and really really empower pet owners with knowing first aid and uh, even things like CPR and Heimlich which you know people told us after the show with you, Tom, they didn't realize that you could do those things with pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It just about it, well, it's, it's funny because when you hear in the news, you see a news report that comes out that says, you know, and I'll try not to talk about teeth here, but you know, they say oh, brown <laughs> on a Thank dog's you. tooth. <laughs> no, it's just always going to go back to that for forty-five minutes right. here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it, but they put a crown on a dog's tooth, and people go, "Oh, I can't believe they do, they do that, or they can do that." And the truth is, is that they used to practice on dogs and cats and yeah. chimps and every other animal before they brought it to the human world. Mm-hmm. So they're really always how it is, right? It. Sure. So uh, of course it can go back. <laughs> sure. And it should. You know, don't you think that after what we put our animals through for us and for our benefit that we can return the favor? And I think that's what I really, really love about this. And, again, it really helps pet owners to feel like they have some some control over what happens with their pets. They don't have to panic and go into freak-out mode. And, you know, even those of us in, who are practitioners, Tom, do get overly upset when it is our own pets, and this kind of helps you know, bring a focus. If people had your book, and this is where you do talk about the snail-to-tail uh, assessment, knowing your pet's health, a guide for optimal wellness. Now, 
That's the word you're going to hear Jeannie and I use a lot, or a, a phrase that we use a lot, optimal Absolutely. wellness. Mm-hmm. And it's important that people understand what that means. And so would you start for us by talking about, first of all, coming up with this, um, this is pretty smart, to come up with something called a snout-to-tail assessment. What was your thought as you were putting that together? Well, I, I have a cool story to tell you. Um, when I was first I think I mentioned before how this came up. I was teaching a class for the city of San Diego, and this guy goes, Tom, it's a great class. He goes, but how would I do this to my dog? And that was in 1994. And, wow. and I went, it was the power of one question that set the whole direction for a whole new company and a whole new lifestyle and a whole new thought process. And that's, that's what started us off. Well, I went back to school and got my veterinary assistance one and two, which is kind of like an EMT out in the real world. And that's where I met uh, a doctor, uh, a veterinarian named Dr. Peggy Fisher. And she was the most ideal person for us to meet. The universe took very good care of us on this because uh, she had... Um, had mobile practices up in L.A. She had opened up offices. She was one of the first women to go through vet school up in Northern California. And, you know, she just was a trendsetter in her own way. Well, she hurt her back. And um, in the wisdom of, you know, workers' comp or whatever, they said, you can't practice anymore. And that's her passion. So she found out her other passion was teaching, and that's what she got into, and that's how we met. Well, the thing is, is... Uh, I call her Dr. P. <laughs> Dr. Peggy Fisher would come over to our house as we're putting all this program together. And what happened one time was Oreo, our English Springer Spaniel, she, we, had, we had a pool there, and she used to swim on a regular basis. And, and I would touch her ear, and it would hurt. Mm-hmm. And she, she'd give a yelp out. And so when Dr. P was coming over that night, I... Um, I said, you know, I said, there's something going on with Oreo's ear. You know, had an otoscope, checked it out, looked out, it was clean and pink and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, let me take a look at it. And, you know, she kind of like takes Oreo and she kind of moves her ear around, moves her ear around a lot. And she kind of like starts flapping her ears like Dumbo the elephant. <laughs> and I'm like looking at her and, and Dr. Peggy just looks at me and goes, she's got you trained. <laughs> because what did I do when she yelped? She's like, I'm like, oh, that's okay, Oreo. I love you. It's like, kisses and hugs. And who, you know what? People don't realize that your animals are quite savvy and astute, and they do know how to manipulate us. Oh, they plot against us all day long on the couch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you wonder sometimes, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> yeah, they're watching Jerry Springer, not the Animal Planet, I think, sometimes. Right. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but but that would, that's one of the things that we talk about in the snout-to-tail assessment, because it's a really good setup for that, because we, there's one of the things we believe, there's no part of the pet that you should not be able to touch. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it's important that people, uh, you know, uh, Tom, my brother had a little, um, two toy poodles, um, well, toy, I don't know what, Jeannie has a comment about that, I'm sure, but they were the small ones, and this white one was so spoiled, that dog, you, I mean, if he needed something done, like, you know, a sticker pulled out of his foot, I mean, the teeth were coming up, and he wasn't going to just mm-hmm. nip at you, he was going to ha- let you have it. So it would take two people to hold him and get this done. And I just thought, you know, you should have never let it get past the puppy stage with that. Um, Because I always have great big dogs, and there's no way I'm going to allow a great big dog to have that kind of power over me. (laughs) Absolutely. And so the the first thing I always do with my dogs, and I think you do um, encourage people this, get them used to your handling. Jeannie does that with her puppies, Mm -hmm. little puppies. Yeah, start them very young. 
start them with you know getting used to you touching their especially their paws that is just a mm-hmm. big thing that they don't like so get used to them handling the paws and the ears and everything so that they know when they do this I have to uh, this is something and it's for their own good of course when you're checking them over and um, it's also helpful when they're being, when they go to the vet so that um, they're not biting everything around them well, that's actually one of the things we say. There's no part of the pet that you shouldn't be able to touch. Otherwise, who's training whom? And what that leads to is it gets a better vet visit, gets a better sit by the pet sitter, gets a better groom by the groomer. It all flows out into the community. Yes, right. it does. So you start with the head, of course, and that's usually where I think that everybody would because that's the part we associate with, I love you. <laughs> um, and you have, them do, you have them start where? With what? Well, we haven't started with the head because that's also uh, kind of a control thing. You let them, it's, it's a face-to-face kind of thing. You start with the head and we actually go with the snout. And so when we look at the snout, and, and let me set this up a little bit more too in that okay. this is creating a baseline. So the mm-hmm. very first time you do it, this is just your first measurement. It's like taking the temperature uh, of the day. If you just run out in the middle of the day, it might be warmer. In the morning, it's cooler. You know, you're going to cr- do this through time. And in the center of our book, we have a snout to tail worksheet where you can write this down because one of the things we believe is that if, if you can measure it, you can improve it. So um, uh, I have a great story about seizures I'll have to tell you guys. I'm going to make it Yeah, you definitely it. do. It actually goes back to this. Um, so you want to start with the snout. And it's, it's an old wives' tale that the snout should be cold and wet. It shouldn't be so much either way is what we're looking for right. because it shouldn't be so wet like there's discharge or any kind of, you know, colored discharge coming out. And it shouldn't be so dry that it's really hard and it's cracked mm-hmm. and looking, you know, really, really rough, you know. But, again, you're creating a baseline. Maybe that's the way the pet's snout is normally. However, that isn't normal for it to have, like, discharge and things like that. And I would and interject so, here, Tom, also if people are checking their pets, you know, if they're brush or grooming and weekly, which you did talk about in the previous show with us, um, which will be linked with this one, that come to know what is normal, um, what is um, optimal normal, because what we think is normal nowadays really isn't. And, you know, things like running eyes and, um, um, you know, goopy ears, that's just not normal. <laughs> oh, the, the, the dark stains around the octave. Dark, right. The, like mm-hmm. the white fur. And right. Like they go, uh, well, they, it's kind of... One of the things we talk about in the caring for your senior pedicine aspect of our training is that some of these things occur so slowly over time that it's beyond the awareness of the pet owner. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of like, oh, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes right back to your point. That's not optimal wellness. Right. right. You know, and we're looking for optimal. And, and they can have optimal no matter, you know, maybe not perfect. We're not saying perfect, but as best as you possibly can, that's, that's, that's doable, especially if they follow some of the things that you have laid out in the book and other parts of this book. Yeah, the, the, the book is, uh, you know, I was just recently telling somebody else uh, uh, about the book, and I said, you know, if you tore all the pages out of the book except the snout tail assessment, mm-hmm. you know, we've had so many success stories with this that it's worth ten times the price of the book. Yes, you know? there you go, yes. But the thing now, is, there's so many other pieces woven in of all the pieces of the book kind of fit together like a tapestry. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It's it really great. Does. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, Jeannie and I have seen it quite a few, so we were, we were skeptical, but we were impressed So mm-hmm. <laughs> after we got through it. And then the next thing you, you check... So which Tom one do I have you two? Do I send the $5 to for that? <laughs> 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 or you just put it evenly? <laughs> 
so we talked about the eyes already, Goopy, and I know you go head, snout, mouth, gums, and teeth, and eyes. And so we did talk about that being clear, but so the next step would be the mouth. And, um, again, a lot of people don't understand what looks, what's supposed to look normal in the mouth or not. Well, it, um, it, it's, it's, I'm going to touch one more thing on this. Is when, you, when you're doing this, it's almost like massage. If you ever had a massage, Love really it. good masseuses <laughs> never take their hands off of you mm-hmm. unless they tell you they're going to. Right. So because it's, it's an energy thing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff is, is a dynamic that's taking place because this is an, an extension of the human-animal bond as well. So when you go from the snout, you're going to go across the bridge of the nose and then pull the lips up, and that's how you gain access to the mouth. So you're, it's just kind of a flowing pattern. It's not like you grab the face and check the nose and grab mm-hmm. the face and <laughs> check the mm-hmm. you know, It's a nice, smooth, flowing kind of uh, almost like a massage. And there are Point. some massage courses out there that have this inside their training as well. Well. But, so, Tom, uh, you, you would be go... saying this is a good way for you to do it gently and do it so that your dog looks forward to it. Well, one of the things we say is go the speed that your pet lets you go. Mm-hmm. Because it's you know you just can't force them into doing it um, all the way. If it's a puppy, they're going to enjoy it. And you know, Oreo when. I first started doing this, she's kind of like, okay, what are you doing? Okay, that feels good. I'll let you go. You know, <laughs> but after a couple of years, as soon as I started doing it, she started rolling over on her back and throwing her legs up in there because she knew it ended with a belly rub. Right. <laughs> you know, that was my girl. Yeah. Uh, so, so you do want to check the mouth and the gums, uh, the, the teeth, the tongue, and one of the things we talk about is mucous membrane color and meaning. And mm-hmm. uh, with the snout to tail assessment, we do have what's called the vitals. And I'll just kind of say what they are now, and then we can talk about them uh, alone as a group, what the, all the vitals are. But the vitals are heartbeat, breathing, temperature, and then the mucous membrane color and what that means. So and the, the color the gums, should be, I think that's probably one of the most important things for people to look at is the color of the gums. And, of course, if you have a dog that has black gums, you're going to have to pull the lip up maybe and, and see if that has some, um, you want it to be what, uh, Tom? Uh, you, you can check any other uh, place that the, the, the blackness is not there. So if you can mm-hmm. get to the pink, that's what you're looking for there. Um, so you want it to be pink and not white, not gray. <laughs> Not, not white or gray, no, those are, those are both really bad. <laughs> but also mm-hmm. you don't want bright, dark red either. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that could be a sign of, um, of, you know, of a heat injury, heat stroke. Right, exactly. Something like that's going on with the pet. Um, and, and uh, you know, which kind of, I'll, I'll kind of jump ahead here, but the Sabatel assessment is something that you could initially here really start doing before you took your pet out to exercise and then when you come back so you create a baseline uh, Mm, uh, that is hey relaxed and you know in in the morning over my cup of coffee and then the dog's all excited wants to go out with you and you kind of build what your boundaries are with the with the two outside extremes that might might be that are going on there um uh, so we t- talk about capillary refill with the gums, and mm-hmm. the capillary refill is every cell of the pet's body is within five cells of a blood supply. And the easiest place to check that is a capillary bed, and that's what we're talking about with the pink gums. And you can take your thumb like a gladiator style, thumbs up, and you put the fist of it underneath the jaw, and then you take your thumb and push it up against it. Um, there's a picture of this in the book, but what... Um, it's kind of like the gladiator style, but the reason we do that is for safety. And I know a lot of vet techs and stuff, they just kind of open the pet's mouth and stick their finger in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're always thinking about safety both for the, right. for the person and the pet. Sure. And if you have the fist and the fist 
part of it, thumbs up, a fist part, is underneath the jaw. If that pet was go was to go and try and bite you, it would have to open up its mouth, and it would push your hand away and mm-hmm. give you that little extra microsecond to get your thumb out of harm's way. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, that's been um, uh, that stopped me from getting nailed a few times, and, and I'm sure you too, Jeannie, when we both worked in oh, vet medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was enough to get your hand out of the way and not get nailed. So. Yep, any little extra time was helpful. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back to talk further with Tom. Don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. If you're just joining us, I'm Dr. Kim, together with Dr. Jeannie, and we are your hosts. Today we are speaking with the pet safety guy, 
Tom Soames. And so anyway, Tom, we were talking about, we were at the um, um, Mouth and Gums, and you were talking about how to, you know, the different, the vitals, and how to um, check the mouth and not make sure we're not getting bitten. Yep, and uh, so we were talking about capillary refill, and uh, I hope we got all that on the, on the tape there for everybody, but it is, it, it is in the book. It's like a glider style, put the thumb up, push up against the, uh, the, the, the pink gums. They should blanch white, and they should fill back in in about one and a half seconds. It shouldn't be very long. Uh, one of the numbers we toss around in our trainings is the number five. And five is a danger, danger, or Robinson situation. So if it took up to five seconds for that to fill back in, that is danger, danger, or Robinson. You want to get them to the nearest emergency animal hospital as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so, um, well, let's I'm sorry, Tom. I thought you were still going here. We got totally thrown off our flow with this uh, um, um, technical oh. stuff. And then the next thing you go to, and we do want to get through the assessment at least, and we won't be taking a break today since um, the switchboard took care of that for us, um, um, is that we talked about the eyes being clear and so forth. Do you want to elaborate on that, Tom? Sure. A little bit on the eyes is, is that you want to make sure that they track one of the things we say is to look at the pupils. Are they pinpoint? Are they dilated? Are they unequal? And unequal is another one of those danger, danger, or Robinson things. Whites oh. <laughs> of the eyes. Uh, is, you know the danger, danger, or Robinson, the robot? Well, yeah. We're old enough to remember it. I don't know if all of our listeners oh, are. Jerry, you speak for yourself. Hey. <laughs> they, 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 that's just because of TV land that I know about it. Oh, I see. You are too young. That's the only way I know about it, too, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, so then, uh, so the, the eyes there, we want to make sure there's not any extra discharge. We talked about that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. always check the whites of the eyes, too, because it's one of those things mm-hmm. that, that pet owners become complacent about. Because Oreo had kind of chronic red eyes because she swam in the water so much. Mm. So, you know, you do want to address that. Because my, all my dog's eyes are just, you know, red and bloodshot. No, that's not optimal normal. That's not optimal right. wellness for your, right. your pet. Right. That's definitely not, and I think when they take your course, they can also find out some of the reasons why it's important for them to have bright eyes and clear, you know, and clear bright eyes, um, you know, that the gums need to be a certain way and so forth, and as people can come to recognize what's normal and what is not, then they can be much more proactive in that. You also talk about them checking the crown and skull. Yeah, you want you want to check the crown skull. We're always checking for the quality of the hair coat and and the hair coat across as it goes down the head. We're looking for any kind of abrasions or bumps or lumps, uh, any tenderness, any guardedness. That if you know you touch something and they're they're sensitive because you know we we kind of use the term signs and symptoms in pets first aid, but pets don't really have symptoms that they where they come up to you and go, oh, I have a stomach ache. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to look no, at them. No, in fact, Tom, they will mask it if they can, especially any kind of a predator carnivore pet such as a dog or cat. Oh, absolutely. They'll, they'll mask it because they don't want to lose their place in the hierarchy. In exactly. I mean, worst case scenario is they don't want to become a move from predator to, be, to being prey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's yeah, real important for people to understand that, that they are going to do their best not to show you that they're having problems. Um, so that you may not really see problems the, until it's pretty advanced. Right, exactly. And, Tom, is this where the seizure story comes in at this point? Uh, with, you know, um, I, 
I, I can tell you that one because we, we talk about that which can be measured can be improved. And it was a woman who actually took our training, and she took our training because her dog started to have seizures. And so she took the dog in, and, you know, they gave a few tests, and they gave him, a, you know, gave him some medication and said, you know, use it if he has a seizure. It's kind of a strange situation. And she didn't really want to use it, okay, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she took our class, and we said, well, keep a health diary. And so she started keeping a health diary in her BlackBerry, and she called us up three months later, and the dog started having seizures after the pest control man came. Oh, my goodness. And she found out the dog was licking the side of the house. Oh, no. And she said she would have never seen that if she hadn't written it down. You know, it was like, you know, pest control, seizure, pest control, Mm -hmm. seizure, pest control, seizure. Okay, I think I have enough evidence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you brought that up because that was actually um, something that contributed to my own dogs. Uh, He would have a seizure, my golden retriever. He also, his started um, immediately after his first rabies vaccine, but then when what would exacerbate that was um, whenever there was pest control. Needless to say, I went to organic. Indoor and out, uh, and that was the you know the beginning of my journey into totally into natural health. But that really, really, it, it, and I wasn't writing it down. Had I been, I probably would have discovered it sooner. Right. It, it just it just popped out at her. I mean, and again, it was just because she put it down in her BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just so, being that proactive and keeping tip. track of those things. So that was really, really good, and I'm glad that you brought that up. And ears are another thing. Now, I don't know if you know this, but one of the things Jeannie and I get contacted for over and over and over again are ear problems. That's that's the next one on the list. So that was uh, timed very well, that question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because, because that's the end of the head as we, as we look at it. So since we came over the crown of the head, then we're going to go to the ears. And we say use all of your senses. You know, lift the ear up if it's a floppy ear and, and take, a, take a sniff of the ear. Anyone who's ever smelled a yeast infection, they... they Whenever I say that in the class, they all wrinkle their nose that have experienced that because you never forget that smell. <laughs> as hard as you may try, you can't forget that. Right. Right up there with the cookies out of the oven when you're a kid. Um, so you do want to check both ears. Go on, but we have two ears, two eyes. So you do want to check both eyes against each other. You want to check both ears against each other as well. Right. Good point. And there's also a color thing for the ears because, for example, you know, I mean, they're going to be normally kind of a light. Uh, color on the skin, it'll be it kind won't be flush. My yeah. do- when we return from exercising with my dog, his ears always look a little red and hot. So you know, it's just it's just from a walk. It's just normal for him. It might not be for every dog, but for him, his ears get a little, especially in the warmer months. In the winter, no problem. But you know, in the warmer months, and we go very very early in the morning um, because I do know um, he's extra sensitive to the heat. So um, that's just something to know and be aware of. Well, the ears help dissipate a little bit of heat, but not it's mm-hmm. not a real mechanism right. to help cool them off. But mm-hmm. a lot of it has a very large blood supply, so that's why you do feel so much heat coming off of that. Exactly. Um, and then uh, you start so to move that, down the, the the back from there, don't you, Tom? Now, neck and spine, that's another pretty serious area, especially with our long-backed uh, dogs. Yes, we have the uh, the wiener races going on in San Diego this weekend. Oh, right. Uh, I bet that's to go cute. down to them, yes. They, they had the news on the, the 
this morning of the wiener races and they had a test run and the dogs came out of the chute and they just ran everywhere. <laughs> so, just, just cracked me. Yeah. Don't tell them I'm laughing, no. They, they, they didn't go in a single line, not one of them. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Dogs just want to have fun, what can we say? Dogs just want to have fun, that's right. Um, but yeah, absolutely, the, the neck. Um, one of the things that we talk about when we're getting to the, the, the spine and that is going back to that, that coat. One of the things we talk about with chronic illness is that one of the first things to go on a pet with severe chronic illness that's not diagnosed yet is, is the coat, like whether it's cancer or thyroid or something like that, because the pet's body knows on some level that it has enough coat you know, for a couple of seasons. So it will take the energy away from that. It's almost like a Star Trek movie, you know, where you always hear them say, you know, put, take all the energy away from life support and put it towards the shields. Well, right. It's just right. Awesome because you're not going to need life support if the shields fail. <laughs> so exactly. So you want to take good the energy analogy. away from the shields and bring it back to helping to maintain or try to heal the pet's mm-hmm. body. And it's there never able go. to come back. So, but that's why groomers, all the pet care professionals, pet sitters, groomers, all of them are such an integral part in optimal wellness uh, for our pets as well. Because they're exactly. one of the first ones to catch that. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you start to move from there toward the chest and ribs. And um, one of the things that I, one thing that they can check here, Tom, um, and I'm sure that you probably it comes up. It has to come up with what's happening in our country. If our if the humans are overweight, certainly our pets are overweight as well. Um, especially those that are fed more of a diet that Jeannie and I don't recommend, and that's the, the you know a kibble based diet. But they should be able to feel you know the ribs, and I'm, I think you do talk about that. Yep, we do talk about that, and uh, there's those two pink pieces that we say about uh, obesity with pets is that number one should be able to easily feel the ribs underneath the coat, and mm-hmm. also the stomach shouldn't hang lower than the rib cage. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in groomers, fact, there should be a little indentation there on the waist. Mm-hmm. They should have a waistline. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, it should look kind of like to take a bird's eye view, and then they should have a little bit of an hourglass figure. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, when we're doing the neck and the spine to get down to the ribs, we're looking at doing the hard frame first. That's why we want the, the skull, mm-hmm. the head, the neck, and then the spine. Because, we want to, mm-hmm. because if there's any pain in all this, because right now we're talking about the snout-to-tail assessment for wellness. Right. Mm-hmm. We, teach, we teach both of those in our training. And both of those, I mean, snout-to-tail assessment for wellness, but also for injury assessment. So before you move any pet that was injured, you do a quick snout-to-tail assessment looking for any pain or, or any other injury. Now, if you're in a, a real serious situation, Tom, do you teach them the same way that you would for humans? Because we had a, a little dog hit by a car at a park that I used to run at, and we watched her get hit by a truck, and then the guy took off. She ran, she ran herself up onto the park, and just after, you know, as many emergencies that I worked through in veterinary medicine, I knew this dog was in critical condition. I knew, in fact, honestly, I knew she wasn't going to make it. But we wanted to get her to a vet and at least get her out of pain because it was, it was terrible. And we had nothing to move this dog with. Unfortunately, somebody ran home, grabbed a strong cardboard, and we slid the dog onto it. Not from her body, but we actually just kind of, each of us just kind of grabbed her in as gently as we could slit her without moving her body. Do you know what I mean? Right. We didn't lift her we, up. We, we slid that. her. Yeah, we addressed yeah. that in, first, in pet first aid. Uh, because you don't know, we, you know my, I make the joke, the head bone's connected to the neck bone's connected to every mm-hmm. other bone. So if mm-hmm. they're hurt in one place, they could be hurt like, you know, dominoes. It could travel right. around the body. 
So we always teach, you know, you move that pet as little as possible. As, as little as possible, possible and also try to stay clear of the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always say that whoever the owner should hold the sharp end. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It still holds true uh, for animals the way it does for people when you're moving them in a situation like that because you, you could injure the spine further. But, again, like you said, it was important that they're checking these things on a daily basis to know it's normal. Or not yeah, maybe um, even on a daily basis, but at least a weekly basis. You know, we, we have uh, pet owners who do it every day. We have pet owners who do it a, a few times a week, and then we have pet owners who they get it done once a month when they take the pet to their groomer. Mm-hmm. So, but at least they're aware of it. Right, and right. The, 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 you know, what's, what's cool is we have the Scottsdale Assessment Worksheet that's in the center of the book, and mm-hmm. we have it set up so you can do this like once a week or you can do it like every day. And when you start creating a habit, you start writing this down, it actually kind of it becomes fun. Yeah, and it's enjoyable for your pet, too, um, I think. And honestly, we have actually run really short of time here, and so what I would like to do, oh. Tom, because we do want to get to your pet is in rally, um, is just encourage everybody to pick up a copy of your book, Knowing Your Pet's Health, A Guide for Optimal Wellness from Snout to Tail, and they can get that at um, your website, and I'm not sure if it's at the Doggy Doggy You're Okay one or if they can get it on either the Pet Tech site. They, they can go to either website. If they go to Pet Tech, P-E-T-T-E-C-H dot net, like you catch a butterfly, um, mm-hmm. in the bottom right-hand corner, they can see the Million Pets and Rally, and they can click right onto it from there. Um, okay. Please, please let me let your listeners know that if they go and they purchase the book, that please put it in their notes that they heard me, us, talk on Animal Talk Naturally, and I will pull it from the hopper, and I will sign every book for them. Oh, that is That's so awesome that you will book. do that. That's great. And I'm going to run down real quick for the audience that they, you, we stopped at chest and ribs, but Tom does go on in the book to talk about checking the front legs and paws, hind legs and paws, abdomen and genitals, tail, skin, and coat. All of those things will um, help you to know if your pet is... Um, healthy or not and you know what they really my dog when I'm checking him he really does like it <laughs> oh yeah they so, really get to look forward to it they do and what I really love about this book too you also show them how to assess vitals and checking the pulse and the breathing I mean it's just it's really laid out for the layperson to be able to fully utilize and understand and hopefully be encouraged to take uh, your first aid course uh, thank you yeah you we we when someone takes our pet saver training, there's over 50 actions for survival to react uh, to a medical emergency. But we cover so much more that just kind of opens the, the door or the window for people to learn more about how to take better care and more optimal care for their pet. Absolutely. Health. Well, Tom, let's talk about the, in the remaining minutes, let's talk about the Million Pet is in Rally and where you stand now. Give everybody a little overview about it and where, where it is now. And, you know, we're talking to you four months later to see... Um, what kind of progress you've made and so forth. The Million Pets and Rally is, is it's rolling along. Uh, we're still looking to get on Oprah and do all those kind of things. So we want to really make this, uh, this we want to make this thing a giant, um, a, a giant effort. We're really trying to raise the whole consciousness <laughs> of pet owners across the, the country and, and the world I am so as glad. well. Because it's the five components of optimal wellness that are in there. Um, we've sold tens of thousands of books. We're doing, we're doing really well on it. Um, we had a little bit of slump over summer, uh, but we've been promoting and pushing. We're really looking for a lot more people to help us. Uh, they can become an affiliate, and affiliate can uh, link, and they can sell the book on their website. Wow. And oh, glad you said that. <laughs> we'll be putting so, up links today, huh, Yes, Jim? we will definitely be doing that. 
Okay, I'm yeah, glad you uh, said because, that, Tom. Well, because we're really, you know, yes, we're raising a million dollars for four different pet charities, but I think there's so much more that we can raise. Like if we had every rescue group in the country who became an affiliate and then they got all their members to buy a book, then they could pay for the next newsletter just with the money that they made for that. But the thing is, is that um, one of the things we talk about, and I kind of started this at the very opening, and I'll I'll be quick with it, is it's rewarding when you hear someone who took your class and they saved their pet's life. Also, there's the other side of that coin where someone who took your class and the pet didn't survive, Mm -hmm. but they feel so thankful to you because they feel like they did everything they possibly could have to help save their pet's life and they didn't stand there helpless and hopeless you know yeah, so exactly. the side of the coin that, that's rewarding as well but now there's a third side of the coin that we've discovered oh. <laughs> and that third that third sign is how many pets don't even get into a medical emergency because their owners are now more informed and educated on how to take mm-hmm. care of their pets. Now, that's so, my kind yeah. of thing to hear because we're all about prevention, and I think that is probably that old saying, Tom, that you know the ounce of prevention is worth the pound of cure, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. again, it also um, gives you peace of mind, and it also will certainly give your dog or cat a lot more um, quality of life if they can avoid those emergencies. Right. So now I'm going to take a word from you and say we're going to rally, Million Pettis and rally, <laughs> towards prevention. <laughs> Exactly. There you go. That's exactly right. Now, what's really great about this Million Pets and Rally is you are helping to raise a million dollars for uh, pet charities, and you are allowing um, people to choose the fourth charity, correct? Yes, we we took a, a thing kind of like American Idol, a page from their playbook, and mm-hmm. we, we've selected three charities, and they're three incredible charities, Dogs for the Deaf, United Animal Nations, and Alley Cat Allies. And uh, the fourth one we left open to you know, the Pet Lovers of America to let us know about because we don't know every rescue group pet charity that's out there. And so we're hoping to really discover that fourth charity that, you know, a quarter of a million dollars could help them do something that they have not been able to do that meets with their mission statement. You know, so oh, we, need, we know a couple mm-hmm. of really good ones. We do, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we'll have to um, put a plug in for those that um, hopefully well, we, that um, Tom did. I, Go ahead, I'm sorry. We got, we got, no, I just wanted to mention one of the charities we got uh, that came contacted us for that fourth charity. It's a tiger sanctuary outside wow. of St. Louis. Wow. Wow. I didn't know there was a tiger sanctuary outside of St. Louis. <laughs> I bet a lot of people didn't. Gateway <laughs> to Western Africa or something. I don't know what that is. Wow. Um, so That's that, not, that and people unique. may not, what they may not realize is that tigers are, you know, incredibly growing extinct in the wild, so it's important that we um, you know, have them have you know, save save them from going extinct, and so that's real important too, Tom. So uh, well, again, you know, Jeannie and I are just as much for the wild animals as we are for our domestic. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I bet you're going to get a whole lot of charities wanting to be a part of that, and hopefully, what mm-hmm. they will do is encourage people to be proactive, pick up a copy of the book, and and everyone can feel like they did their part in helping not only these and charities, charities but their own pets. Yeah. Exactly, become exactly. an affiliate. I mean, that's so cool. You did it, put an affiliate program together because um, I know Jenny and I will be participating <laughs> in that. Um, I'd like to just give a little plug on the back of your book that you have here, Tom, because it really puts you in a nutshell. And then what we're going to do is have you give your parting words of wisdom in closing to the audience that you really want to walk them away impressed with. First of all, visit Tom's uh, two sites again. That's www.pettech.net and also doggy doggy are you okay.com. 
Tom is known as the pet safety guy, and um, that is a well-deserved title. But Tom Psalms, the pet safety guy, has built an enduring and solid presence in the pet care professional community. His training workshops and books have helped to save the lives of thousands of pets and have brought joy to countless families of petizens everywhere. I love that, that you coined that phrase, Tom. And he passionately delivers keynote speeches for pet charities, conferences, and organizations. So those of you who are looking to have him come speak, um, you can contact him at his website. And also, um, he advocates uh, pet advocates around the world support him in spreading his message of health and wellness for all furry, four-legged family men members. And we love the fact that he does it preventatively, and he does have an emphasis in this book on natural care. You guys will love it. So, Tom... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties, but we're, you are such a trooper. We are so glad you were here with us, and we hope that you keep us apprised of all the great things that you are doing yes, helping please. pets. So now the floor is yours in closing what you would like to impress upon the audience. Oh, um, I, I just I just want to thank all of your listeners for just taking the time out of their – one of the things we say is taking the, the, the time out of their life and the dime out of their pocket, you know, mm-hmm. to take our trainings. But mm-hmm. it's, it's the same kind of thing. You know, we live in such a, a crazy world where, you know, we think the world is like Denny's. We want it hot. We want it fast. We want it now. And it's so cool that people come back to your to your website and they listen to the podcast and then they, they take the time out of their life to save the dime out of their pocket on their pets because I, I don't mind paying a big vet bill. I mind the pain that my pet goes through. Exactly. So if I could take a little education and not as many dimes to become educated about it so that doesn't happen to our pets, then that's what our mission is. Our mission statement is to improve the quality of pets' lives one pet owner at a time. And it's one listener at a time uh, as well. um, Well, And the good news is this book book won't break the bank either. It's $14.95, everybody. And please help realize Tom's vision because it it is a good one. And it's it's one that will really help our animals have more quality of life and um, certainly is doing a good thing to make sure that everybody benefits from his book. Thank you for being with us again, Tom. We just wish you so much success. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you. And and I look forward to coming back again. (laughs) Absolutely. You You are more than welcome. (laughs) So, everybody, in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.